Hey everyone, it's JP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network. Very glad to be with you as always and honored to be in your ears as we trek on this culture war and we trek on this battle together as we have to fight for this country and and, and fight for the existence of our country in our society even if China's spying on us with a balloon, and we'll get to that, even if we have people in Republican leadership that are supposed to be the ones leading our party saying, yeah, Ashley Babbitt, the only person who died on January 6th, yeah, Ashley Babbitt, I mean, she wasn't murdered. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered, or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. When we have people in the Republican Party that openly said they won't run against Donald Trump. He still has a lot of popularity. If he runs again in 2024, will you support him? Yes. If he That's Nikki Haley. he's going to run, would that preclude any sort of run that you would possibly make yourself? I would not run if President Trump ran. That's Nikki Haley. She's now announcing her candidacy on February 15th. As we have a party in a country in a side, in a conservative movement that cannot unite behind anyone, cannot unite behind ideals, cannot even say the unarmed Air Force veteran that died on January 6th, we can't say that she was murdered. 
We don't have an existence. We don't have a party. I am so tired of losing. I am so tired of being a Republican, being a conservative, being someone who leans right, who if I could vote would vote Republican 99% of the time. I'm tired of being one of those people that goes and sees what the, the, the people in power are proposing, what the people in power are doing, what the people of power actually think. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, as I mentioned in my interview, and, and he mentioned in the interview, and that, uh, Matt Mayer running for governor of Ohio, hopefully in 2026, hopefully running. Um, we are a Republican Party in Ohio that has a supermajority. That means we have a over veto overridable majority in the state house. We have to lose, I think it's 22 seats before we're capable and actually able to um to lose to lose power in the state house and we constantly govern like we are one seat away from losing the majority i am incredibly incredibly disappointed by the way our power, our party and our, our power is delegated that the people in power refuse to do anything. We have the majority in the House of Representatives. We've proposed some decent legislation, but we haven't actually fought back against anything that we promised we would. Investigations haven't began, and when the person in power, the person in the position of leadership, the leader of their House Republicans, says Ashley Babbitt wasn't murdered. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. When that's the person leading our, our party, when that's the person trying to be the leader of the Republican Party moving forward in the House of Representatives at the very least, we have a serious problem. We do. So I want to move into the news. But I had to point that out because I don't want to. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this story specifically with uh, Kevin McCarthy and Ashley Babbitt. But I want to make it clear to you all: Ashley Babbitt was murdered. The unarmed police officer, or the unarmed—I'm sorry—the unarmed Air Force veteran that went into the Capitol didn't even actually fully go inside. I don't believe, and, and she was trying to keep people from going inside. She was trying to be a good person because she's a military veteran and she knows how to be a good person. She was using her right as enshrined in the U.S. Constitution to peacefully protest. She was murdered in cold blood by a police officer at the Capitol that day. But because that police officer was defending an illegitimate regime, because that police officer was working in the interest of Kevin McCarthy and those who hate Trump and wanted him out of power, she was murdered. And we can't have investigations. We can't look at why it happened. We can't honor her family. And her mom gets arrested for jaywalking when she goes to the Capitol. No one ever gets arrested for jaywalking. I mean, when's the last time you heard someone actually getting charged with jaywalking outside of Ashley Babbitt's mother? Our party consistently and constantly loses because we don't stand behind our voters. We leave them high and dry. Why has Kevin McCarthy not called for a complete and total presidential pardon against the 
and for the January 6th defendant. Why not? I know he can't pardon them specifically, but he can go in there during his investigation, his um, his conversations with the president, and say you need to de- to pardon these president uh, the- these political prisoners. You need to pardon these people who are in here because they decided to protest and they decided to speak out against their mind. And some bad people who were feds and who worked for the FBI and who worked for the CIA decided to break into the Capitol, bringing these patriots who didn't know any better with them. We can't win. We never have a winning party. Nothing our party ever does is winnable. We we never win. And now, we can't even use our power in the House and the influence we have as holding a third of the government and saying, Biden, you need to shoot this this Chinese balloon down. There is a Chinese spy balloon, as has been acknowledged by the Washington Post, the New York Times, these big left-wing papers, as been acknowledged by some Democrats in the Congress. The Chinese balloon that is flying over Montana, going into Missouri, is a spy balloon. It is a balloon used by the Chinese Communist Party to spy on what's going on in the United States. A suspected Chinese spy balloon flying over the contiguous United States is expected to remain over U.S. airspace for a few days, Air Force Bridge General Patrick Ryder, a Pentagon spokesperson, said Friday. The surveillance balloon was drifting at an altitude of 60,000 feet somewhere over the center of the country Friday and is being tracked but not considered a threat to anyone on the ground. Why would the Chinese surveillance balloon be a threat to the people on the ground of America? They already have our phones. They have our TikToks. They have our the apps on our cellular devices that we carry everywhere with us are speaking into the phone and they can hear what we say. So why is the spy balloon a big deal? I'm telling you all, it is just a valentine from Feng Feng to Representative Eric Swalwell saying, I love you, Eric, from her homeland of China where she was also a spy. It is the size of two or three buses with sensors and other equipment carried underneath, according to a U.S. defense official who spoke on the condition of anonymity due to the sensitivity of the issue. It's unclear whether the balloon is following a predetermined path to loiter in certain places or is being controlled directly by Chinese operators. It's in our airspace. It is spying on our, our citizens. In the Biden administration, the people on the left, those who are in power on the left and on the right, are calling for it to just hang out there. Why can't we take a, a bullet, t- take a sniper rifle, some sort of gun, I'm not a gun expert, and go, poo, and shoot it down? Or go up there with a fighter jet and have a guy stick his hand out the window and go, boom, and hit it with a needle and pop it and be done with it. Why is it still a story? This happened two days ago. Why is this still a story that there is a spy balloon in our property, in our airspace of America that is owned and ran by the Chinese Communist Party? That Who, who, who are they pledging loyalty to? If we are flying and allowing a Chinese Communist Party balloon to hang out in our airspace and stay in our airspace and just hang out there and surveil our citizens. 
This is the Conservative Crusader radio program. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for being here. Our Patreon.com slash GOP Josh voicemail line is open. You can call in 57GOPJosh 7574-675-6747 and leave a voicemail for us to play here on the program. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services and offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. Voiceover, translation, logo design, articles and blog posts, proofreading, graphic design, and digital marketing are just a few of the services offered on Fiverr. Go to bit.ly slash gopjosh, F-I-V-E-R-R, to get a Fiverr gig for your business or hobby today. That is bit.ly slash gopjosh, F-I-V-E-R-R, today. And that supports the program as well. Blackout Coffee is a patriotic and tasty coffee company that offers coffee, hot chocolate, mugs, shirts, and more. Get some great coffee at blackoutcoffee.com today and use code TSMS to support the Red Future Radio Network and get 10% off your order. That is code TSMS at blackoutcoffee.com. And if you want to directly support the program, get access to content and, and interviews early, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Josh. Patreon is a growing platform for exclusive content and interaction with the creators you love. And to see it with me, and our Patreon here at Red Feature Radio, go to patreon.com slash gopjosh, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash gopjosh. Our tier one is um, just a do- a $3. $3. Three. What else can you buy for $3? You can support the program with that, um, that currency, that yeah, U.S. currency, the $3. Thank you all for being here today and tuning in, as always, on the Red Future Radio Network. It is an honor and a privilege to speak with you all. The House has passed a resolution. We actually have done something, folks. We have held the line and taken an anti-American congresswoman off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. The Republican-led House of Representatives voted on Tuesday to pass a resolution to remove Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar from the powerful Foreign Affairs uh, House of Foreign Affairs Committee. House Republicans have argued Omar should not serve on the committee in light of past statements she has made related to Israel and in some cases can be criticized by members of both parties as anti-Semitic. Democrats have criticized the push to oust Omar, arguing it uh, amounts to an act of political revenge that the Minnesota Democrat has uh, been accountable for her past remarks. It was 218 to 211. The fantastic Republican representative, sarcasm, uh, David Joyce of Ohio voted present. Omar was defiant in a floor vote speech ahead of the vote, a floor speech ahead of the vote. My leadership and voice will not be diminished if I am on this committee for one term, um, not on for one term. My voice will get louder and stronger. Ilhan Omar is a representative who has been a, let's just say, not very trustworthy representative so far in her term. She has had ties to terrorist groups in the Middle East, and she married her brother by blood, her her blood brother. So he was able to get citizenship to the United States. That's immigration fraud. (laughs) And and so we're supposed to look at her and and say, yeah, she should serve on the most powerful committee in the world. She should serve on the the presidency of committees, the Foreign Affairs Committee, the the committee that 
decides how we interact with foreign governments, which is a very important committee when it comes to China, it comes to the Middle East. And and she was serving on that committee. Um, Ilhan Omar has quite the history. I would say, just blanket statement here, she's not an American. She has no sort of respect for America, no sort of alliance for America. And when she talked about 9-11, this is what's really disgusting, is her, her comments about the terrorist attack 9-11. And I, of course, I can't find the clip, as always, um, when I try to, when I bring this up here, because I want to mention what she said. I think I have it here. Um, after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Some people did something. I want to play that again. Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something. That's how she characterized it. The worst terrorist attack in American history. In world history. Some people did something. But she goes on about January 6th. And she says on her Twitter page. And. and let me pull it up here. Talking about January 6th. The gravest threat of our democracy since the Civil War. The greatest threat to our democracy. Since the Civil War. What'd she leave out there? What, what happened in American history between nine eleven or between the Civil War and January 6th? I just gave it away. It's 9-11. Where some people did something according to Ilhan Omar. So she shouldn't be on any committee. She shouldn't be in our Congress. She shouldn't be in our country. If the way you decide to comment and react and speak about the worst terrorist attack in American history is by saying, quote, some people did something, unquote. I have no sort of affection towards you, no shame towards you. I have no reason to respect you. You don't respect our country. And she's supposed to be an American representative representing Minnesota in the Congress. And this is a, a, a lady who goes out there and says some people did something. Good riddance. She should get out of that committee and get out of Congress. She should not be in our United States Congress in any way, shape, or form. So let's move on here. Nikki Haley. I want to play this clip here from Brett Baer. No, I don't want to play that one yet. Um, cut five. Nikki Haley uh, speaking to reporters. He still has a lot of popularity. If he runs again in 2024, will you support him? Yes. If he decides that he's going to run, would that preclude any sort of run that you would possibly make yourself? I would not run if President Trump ran. And 
I would talk to him about it. You know, I mean, that's something that we'll have a conversation about at some point if that decision is something that has to be made. But yeah, I would, I would absolutely. I had a great working relationship with him. I appreciated the way he let me do my job. Um, I thought we did some fantastically great foreign policy things together. And look, I just want to keep building on what we accomplished and not watch it get torn down. When was the last time that you talked to him? After the election. Before January 6th or after? Before January 6th. That was a clip of, of Nikki Haley, the former ambassador to the United Nations, former governor of South Carolina. Both of those positions she left early, by the way. I'm speaking to reporters. I believe that was in South Carolina. That was an old clip from 2021 where she said that she will not run if Donald Trump runs. She will not run for president because she wants to build on what they did together. Uh, Trump and her and Mike Pompeo and the foreign policy geeks there at the in the White House. They don't they, they, they want to work on what they already did. So, so listen to this clip here. This is after Trump declared his presidency. And this was on Brett Baer. We are in the new year. How are those tea leaves looking? Are you going to run for president? Well, I'm not going to make an announcement here. But when you're looking at a run for president, you look at two things. You first look at does the current situation push for new leadership? The second question is, am I that person that could be that new leader? Yes, we need to go in a new direction. And can I be that leader? Yes, I think I can be that leader. I was as governor. I took on a hurting state with double-digit unemployment, and we made it the beast of the Southeast. As ambassador, um, you know, I took on the world when they tried to disrespect us, and I think I showed what I'm capable of at the United Nations. So do I think I could be that leader? Yes, but we are still working through things, and we'll figure it out. I've never lost lost a race. I said that then. I still say that now. I'm not going to lose now, but stay tuned. That was her. I don't know when the date of that interview was, but she was on Brett Bear. It was, it was very recent. It was like, I think the last two weeks. I played that clip on the program before. Um, Nikki Haley is running. She is guaranteed she is running. She has announced when she will announce. She is doing an announcement of the announcement, Trump style. Um, just, just taking a, a, a page from his playbook. We do have to go to break here. I want to talk about this after the break. Um, I, I want to read a South Carolina newspaper where she was the governor, a very affectionate governor of the South Carolina. She was respected by the people of South Carolina. I want to play the clip, um, or actually not play a clip, but read the article with you all from the Post and Courier, a uh, South Carolina Charleston newspaper, right after the break here on the Conservative Crusader. You're listening to the Red Future Radio Network back right after this. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Thank you for being here, as always. We are currently talking Nikki Haley, and if you have comments about Nikki Haley and her run for president, call 57-GOP-JOSH-7-574-675-6747. We'll play it next Monday on the program. 
Also, I don't know how I made it through the almost the entire program without mentioning John Doyle. Uh, he is the uh, host of Heck Off Commie on YouTube. Personally, my favorite channel on YouTube. I mean, it's a fantastic channel. He does fantastic comments and commentary when he decides to upload. But <laughs> he will be on the program Wednesday, next Wednesday. If you want to ask questions to John, you can text or call 574-675-6747, 57-GOP-JOSH-7. Or email the program, josh at gopjosh.com. You can always reach me those two ways. And I will ask your question with your name if you want me to, uh, to John Doyle. Uh, that is Wednesday, and the number is 57GOPJosh7. So let's talk about this newspaper from South Carolina. Uh, it is official. Nikki Haley is running for president. Formal announcement February 15th. Uh, submitting what has been in the works for a month, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley will formally announce she is running for the presidency and will speak. Re, re, will seek, if I can talk, the Republican nomination for her party's 2024 ticket. The Post and Courier has learned. According to an invitation soon going out to her backers, Haley's advertised, quote, special announcement will come at the shed at Charlottetown Visitor, uh, Visitor Center on February 15th. It is a downtown gathering spot. Uh, it came from a member of her inner circle. She has tea she's going to run. She read a, wrote a book. Uh, I, I'm adding here now. I'm not reading the paper anymore. I, I'm not good at reading the paper. I don't read the paper on the radio. That's not what I do. Um, Haley famously said earlier she would not seek to challenge Trump if he ran again, but her message has shifted to say the country needs to look forward to a different path. It's time for a new generation. Now, Trump said here, and I wonder if I can find this clip really quickly because I've had a hard time finding it. Um, I know I had it downloaded. I, I know for a fact I did, but I just, I have too many things going on. <laughs> I can't keep track of all of the um, the clips and what I'm trying to play here. I believe this is it. It's, it's a shorter version, but I have it here. Uh, play cut seven. If we have audio. Do we have audio? No audio. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the, the everything's set up, right? I don't know why we're not having audio. Um, live radio, folks. Great, okay. We're going to move on here. If I can get this clip to play, we will play it. But I am not seeming to get any audio, so that's fantastic. Bigly, a great thing. We'll work on that at the break. But, um, yeah, she, she's running. Trump said, I, I can read it here. Nikki Haley called me the other day to talk to me. I talked to her for a little while, but I said, go by your heart if you want to. And the video is moving on now because it has captions on it. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. If you want to run, she publicly said that I would never run against my president. He was a great president. And I believe that's the end of the clip. Yes, it is. It was from CNN, so I don't think I want to hear it anyway. Um, yeah, so she's going to run. She said she'd never run against Trump. She knows she can't win against Trump, and Trump is encouraging her to run. Let me tell you why. People are saying, oh, this is Trump being a rhino. This is Trump being anti-Trump. This is Trump trying to tank his own chances. If Nikki Haley runs, if John Bolton, who's already declared, runs, if someone like the policy of Corey Stapleton, who is a nice guy, but I don't really support his policy. Um, if he runs, if Trump runs, if, if Ron DeSantis runs, there's about 38 to 40 percent of the base currently very conservative number that will only ever vote for Donald J. Trump in, 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 a, in a primary election. Now, many of those, about 95 percent of those would vote for another Republican. But a baseline 40% would guarantee never vote for anyone but Donald Trump in, in, in the primary election. He only has to win over 10% more to get a majority, but he can win with pl uh, plurality with 
If Ron DeSantis runs, he has about 30% now. That's not enough to beat Trump with a plurality. If Nikki Haley runs, she starts taking from that percentage. There's about 30% left doing the math here really quick. She starts taking away part of that. John Bolton takes away a very small part of that, 3 to 5%. And Trump's reelected. And Trump has the nomination and Trump will have the general. The more people to run, the better. Nikki Haley is not a serious contender. John Bolton is not a serious contender. Some would say Ron DeSantis is not a serious contender. But at this point, he's the only one that can actually beat Trump in, in the numbers. So Trump wants whoever wants to run to run, splitting up the party bigly. He doesn't want someone like, um, I don't know, Jack Posobiec or Jim Jordan or even, I don't know, J.D. Vance or Josh Hawley to run. Because they would take a little bit of the 38 to 40% that would only vote for Trump in that conservative number. But Nikki Haley's not taking any Trump voters. I'm sad, actually, scrolling through Facebook comments and Twitter replies where people are saying, yeah, Nikki Haley is a, a force to be reckoned with. She's a great conservative woman, and we should support her for any position she wants to run for because she's a woman and conservative. She's eyeing for the vice presidency. We, we know that for a fact, and, and the way Trump speaks about her, I would say that he might consider her to, to be genuine because they seem like friends. You know, they talk the way that you talk about your friend. They don't talk, and they don't talk to each other the way you talk to a political opponent. Um, I'm told we have the audio now, so we'll see here if we can get it to play. Uh, cut. It's cut nine now. Cut nine. Let's go. Nikki Haley called me the other day to talk to me and talk to her for a little while. But I said, look, you know, go by your heart if you want to run. She's publicly said that I would never run against my president. He was a great president. Just that way, I wasn't just attributing words to Trump. I'm going to play the clip anyway. Yeah, Nikki Haley's not going to win. <laughs> if she was going to win, any Republican, uh, Joe Walsh would have won in 2020. If you remember him, he was the former congressman that hated Trump and just hated hated the man. And so um, he ran against him in law and didn't get a single state. If anyone was going to beat Trump, it would be Ron DeSantis. Um, it's not going to be Nikki Haley. She's just running to get her name out there for the vice presidency. Let's talk about Ohio really quick. We're going to cut the Ohio segment kind of uh, short here. But J.D. Vance, the U.S. Senator, the based the great U.S. Senator, my favorite U.S. Senator at this point, um, probably second only to Josh Hawley, has introduced a bipartisan bill. So these people out here in the, in the circles in Ohio saying, J.D. Vance is the most partisan senator we'll ever have. Ohio hates partisan people. The first thing he introduced, the first bill the senator introduces is a bipartisan bill aimed at thwarting catalytic converter theft, which is a major issue in Ohio. They can go through with a little saw or whatever they use and, and cut off the catalytic converter. There's a lot of good metals in there. A lot of, a lot, a lot of metals in those catalytic converters that help make drug money or whatever they want to do with it. And it is a lot of money. Um, it is called the PART Act. He has joined Amy Klobuchar, Mike Braun, and Don, or Ron Wyden, two Democrats and two Republicans overall. And introducing the PART Act, also supported by Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost and Ohio Representative uh, State Rep. Bob Young, who are addressing the issue at the state level. The bipartisan legislation will require that new vehicle catalytic converters are equated with a traceable identification number and make the theft of catalytic converters a criminal offense. Because right now it's just petty crime. It should be a separate offense to 
actually punish the people doing this and actually punish the people that are having the problem and taking the catalytic converters? I mean, th there's photos of people cutting it off in broad daylight. The money they make from these things are not worth or are worth going to jail for like three weeks because they can make thousands of thousands of dollars from these things. In 2022, catalytic converter theft was widespread in Ohio. In March, a Columbus man was arrested for stealing more than 1,100 of them. In September, a single theft ring was caught throwing 13,000 catalytic converters valued at, get this, $19 million. $19 million for catalytic converters. Let's do some math here. I love the math parts of the program. Um, it's about a $1,500 catalytic converter. They just, they just take it off your car. Just, just steal it. Yes, we need to address this problem bipartisanly. So thank you, J.D. Vance. And I can guarantee you right now, Tim Ryan would not support something like this. I mean, Tim Ryan's only, only talking point was racism. The only thing he could ever talk about was, well, you know, J.D. Vance is a racist. You know, J.D. Vance is a racist. J.D. Vance is a racist. And I'll never forget, as I'm looking through our clipboard here, clip 23 in the archives is probably the best clip we've ever played on this program. And I'm going to play it again because this is Ohio, baby. We have a, so the, we have a, hold on, J.D. No, this is, this is disgusting. I'd like to get here's one exactly one. what happens when the media and people like Tim Ryan accuse me of engaging the great, great replacement theory. I'll tell you, you exactly, peddling it. I'll you tell you exactly what happens, Tim. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies, of engaging in racism, we are sick of it. You can believe in a border without being a racist. You can believe in the, the country without being a racist. And this just shows how desperate this guy is for political power. I know you've been in office for 20 years, Tim, and I know it's a sweet gig, but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family. It's disgraceful. Best clip we've ever played in the program, single-handedly, hands down. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for being here. Fiverr, brought to you by Fiverr. B-I-T-L-Y slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. I could give you the spiel. I could tell you about all about it. The best way to know about Fiverr and tell you what it is is just by going to the website. B-I-T-L-Y slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr. B-I-T-L-Y slash G-O-P Josh F-I-V-E-R-R -R is the sponsor of the program. So thank you, Fiverr. And Patreon is our page to help the program just financially patreon.com slash gop josh we get more from patreon but we we support everyone and, and everyone who wants to help the program thank you for helping the program and if you want to sponsor if you're if you're a business owner out there you are a small business owner a large business owner you sell online you sell in person email me josh at gopjosh.com um red feature radio is expanding rapidly we're planning two new shows coming out very soon cannot wait for you all to know about all those but if you want to support the program and actually financially help build these shows and build this network because we are building the alternative to the mainstream here on this network. So if you want to support, uh, email me, josh at gopjosh.com. We can talk. So I want to talk about this homeschooling thing because I believe it was probably 
a Fed <laughs> and probably someone who was just working against homeschool groups. Ohio officials are investigating pro-Nazi homeschoolers. Just that basic headline. Can you guess where this is from? I'm going to give you five seconds. Where, where was this clip from? Five, four, three, two, the Washington Post. <laughs> okay. Ohio's education department says it would investigate the apparent use of fascist materials ran by a homeschooling network that reports that the pro-Nazi group is run by a couple living in the state. The course materials uh, denigrate the intelligence of African Americans and celebrate Adolf Hitler. So you can't actually find this group anymore that was taken down. An official with the state's education agency says the department is aware of the reports and is actively reviewing compliance with statutory and regulatory requirements. Uh, There's likely little the state can do because while the state mandates that certain topics be taught, it does not govern details of what homeschool can and cannot include. Uh, Last week, the Anonymous Comrades Collective, a group of... (laughs) I'm sorry. The Anonymous Comrades Collective. (laughs) Okay, okay. I understand they probably do good things. They probably expose fascism or whatever they want to say. But the Anonymous Comrades Collective... (laughs) A group of anti-fascism researchers reported that an organization called Dissident Homeschool was distributing pro-Nazi curriculum via a Telegram channel that had more than 2,300 subscribers. Mr. and Mrs. Saxon, the anonymous comrade research team, identified them as Katja and Logan Logan Lawrence of Upper Sandusky, Ohio. Huffington Post confirmed their identities in a subsequent report. The Lawrences could not be reached for comment. So these people. And I'm not defending anything they said in in this group, any of them. But they doxed these people because they had curriculum they don't like. And I'm not defending the curriculum. I, I haven't read the curriculum. But they just like, yeah, we're going to go out and dox these people. P- could possibly n- not be the people. I don't know. The messages and lessons distributed by the homeschooling network are filled with Nazi, white supremacist, and racist lessons, according to excer- excerpts. Posted by the Anonymous Comrades Collective. I, I love that name. It's a, why did I not come up with that? <laughs> I could do like a like a heck off comedy style content here. Just the Anonymous Comrades Collective. <laughs> the network reaches a thousand subscribers. Leaders are celebrated with a photo of boys delivering in the Nazi salute. Mrs. Saxton wrote. It fills my heart with joy to know there's such strong base of homeschoolers and homeschoolers interested in nat- national socialists. I'm sorry. This just sounds so fed like. I don't know of a parent that homeschools. I know many homeschooled parents and, and students whose parents would be like, you're going to be a Nazi now. <laughs> no one wants that. And I don't believe there's 2,300 people in Ohio, let alone the country, that want their kids to learn about Nazism from that base. So I'm going to look here. Um, I haven't thought about this before, but I wonder if there's voter records for these people in Ohio. Because if they're in Ohio, I mean, voter records are public. There's information there they could found. And, and, and what's going on outside the home? Just physically outside the home. There's a young couple that is supposedly here. I, 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 don't, I don't know. And I'm not an investigator, so I don't know if these people are actually the people or not. But I don't think it's a crime to believe certain things. I'm not saying I support them. But it's not a crime. Do I think it should be uh, distributed as a a lesson plan? No. But if you want to regulate homeschooling, you got to go a lot further. Regulate those in the school first. I, I'm more worried. Not about 2,300 
students who are being manipulated or anything like that. I'm not defending it either, by the way. But I'm more worried about those who are in the public school system and those who are involved in the actual schooling ran by the government that is um, being indoctrinated through gay ideology and the grooming that happens in the drag queen story time hour where the microphone is placed in the crotch area of the performer, the male performer, and has a young kid speak into it. That's what I'm more concerned about because 2,300 students or, or parents that teach this curriculum that will not be influential at a young age to these students, that, I mean, who's going to remember the, the, the complex German ideology they are teaching at this age, if it's even happening? We cannot prove this is actually happening. This is just one person that reportedly saw a telegram chat where these things are being said. We don't know who runs it, who actually runs it, who, if they actually have kids, if their kids are actually believing these things or actually being taught these things, or if it's just a Fed operation. After Ray Epps, I don't know what to believe. And Ray Epps, for those who don't know, is a federal agent who broke into the Capitol and claims not to be a federal agent. He's defended by the January 6th committee. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. That's Ray Epps. He is not in jail. He has not been mentioned anywhere in the January 6th committee. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems And why does he keep repeating himself? He coaches Ray Epps on how to answer questions about his involvement. Quote, I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. I helped get people there. End quote. Now, Epps admitted that in a text message to a relative on January 6th. He's so after Ray Epps and after what Ray Epps has done and what he has said and what it's, what's been involved there, I'm skeptical of anything interrupted by an anonymous comrades collective. When there are 2,300 students or 2,300 parents that might be teaching these things to their kid, might be there as investigators or anything like that, like these anonymous comrade collectives, they are in that number. But there are millions and millions and millions of students being indoctrinated in our schools, being taught that you can believe one thing and be a different gender at home than you are at school and be a different sexuality than you are at home than you are at school. And being taught by their teachers that you can go out there and change your gender. Now, there's a funny clip um, from Joe Biden. I'm not going to say it on the program because I believe there's swearing, and it's a deep fake. It's not actually Joe Biden speaking. But, I mean, it, it sounds like Joe Biden. I believe they're swearing, and if there's not, I'll play it Monday. But, um, yeah, there's just... <laughs> I'm. I'm just amazed. I truly am. that, And I don't think this 2300 is okay, and I want to clarify that. that I don't think the 2300 being taught this ideology is okay from that young of an age or anything like that. I don't think people should follow that ideology. We have the right to speech, and we have the right to freedom. But if we're going to regulate homeschooling and regulate what these 2300 parents are teaching their kids, I want to regulate through the government what the government schools and the government-funded schools are teaching our kids, are bringing in drag queen story time hour are making sure our students vote Democrat for 200 years. And I take out the word students and put in the N-word, and that's a quote from Lyndon B. Johnson, by the way. 
that's their goal is to indoctrinate kids into the 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 ideology and make it to where there is no alternative source. So they're going to bring the people out. And I'm not surprised if this story gets buried after this this episode. There's no reason for anyone to believe these parents are actually teaching their kids this indoctrination. There's no reason to anyone believe this is an actual group doing actual things. And it's not just led to delegitimize homeschooling. Because their goal is to get as many kids as possible indoctrinated in the system, believing exactly what they think they should believe, believing exactly what they should go into the system and say, I want you to believe this. I want you to believe that Joe Biden is a great president, the best president we've ever had. Ashley Babbitt was killed on January 6th, or was not killed, and, and she wasn't assassinated. I want you to believe that you can be a different gender at home than you are at school, and you can change your gender. I want you to believe that you can like whoever you want to like and marry whoever you want to marry, and you can broadcast that to the world. I want you to believe that you can be a 20-year-old man dancing in a drag costume and teach children and have a microphone out at your crotch area as a young child talks into it. I want you to believe that's okay. And if you don't go to school to get indoctrinated into this, and you don't go to school to hear this thing happen and hear what goes on actually there, we want to delegitimize you and your program. Homeschooling is the best thing to happen to this country. To have the chance for children to hear an alternative to the mainstream, to hear what their parents think they should be taught, most of the time in a biblical way, in a biblical sense, compared to public schooling, compared to even private schooling. Students who are homeschooled are much better developmentally socially, grade-wise, college-wise, they are so much better at everything. So any way they can say and come out and say, we are going to delegitimize homeschooling by bringing out this news story, whether or not it's true, is something we should look at, but don't take as gospel. I'm more worried about Drag Queen Storytime Hour than I am Dissident Homeschooling or the Anonymous Comrades Collective. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. GOPjosh.com is our website. Make sure you listen to my interview with Matt Mayer. I wish this story would have broke before that interview with Matt Mayer um, because I would have liked to ask him about that. Also, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash GOPjosh. You can go to our Twitter page, GOPjosh20. Our Instagram's the same. Our Facebook is GOPjosh. Um, yeah, we've got them all, so... Find us on there, listen to the program, listen to our interview on Wednesday with um, John Doyle. You can send in your questions for that interview, 57GOPJosh757467567647, josh at gopjosh.com. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. Back Monday, the brand new episode, everyone, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 